1: I'm Sam Legassic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little. odd. This is the <laughs> <laughs>
0: This earth of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Hey everyone, welcome to Ocast Movies Music Gaming. It's me, Sam. How's it going? And here with me is Dan. Hi Dan. Hey man, how are you doing? I am good. I'm very good. Um, Dan, you've got a bit of a special one um, for for us today. Um, No, it's not about Dan's uh, closeted homosexuality. (laughs) Um, Instead, we're talking about another film. (laughs) Another film. Um, And I'll I'll play a little clip of it now. But Dan, what is this film? It's called The Hidden. Let's have a listen.
1: I want this car. Jonathan Miller would never do anything to break the law. I need the keys. Thank you. Bye. He is a very fine, very honest gentleman. Something strange is happening
0: to some ordinary people. Yeah, that's Jack. Real nice man. What do you do, Baba Bank? law-abiding taxpayer, minding his own business. Killed 12 people, wounded 23 more, stole six cars, most of them Ferraris. If anybody deserves to go that way, it sure to hell's him. So, The Hidden, 1987. Dan, how did you stumble upon this film? Because you, you made me watch it. I haven't heard of it before. Um, I knew nothing about it going in.
1: Um, so how did you come across it? I literally came across it a week ago. And I was amazed, actually, that it, I've never heard of it before because it seems right in my ballpark and yours. So I, mm. I thought maybe you'd uh, seen it before, actually. But um, yeah, I just thought, wow, it's not particularly obscure as well. It was uh, made by a big production company, got a cinema release, etc. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, it's a. Let me tell you a little bit more about it: sci-fi kind of thriller like you said, 1987. So it's like right in that nice little patch of, um, kind of period that I like. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I love films like this. Um, I find them sort of like gently reassuring. These kind of like High concept. 90, 90 minutes. Yeah. It's mm. like not, not too convoluted, complicated, nice, simple little sci-fi thriller. Bish bash bosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. You know, it's not amazing, I don't think, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, written by Jim Coof, I've never heard of Jack Shoulder, directed it, starring yeah. Michael Nori and Carl McLaughlin. That's what kind of drew me in. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing, is that um so
0: the, the director I knew I've heard somewhere that he'd done Nightmare on Elm Street 2 before this.
1: Um, I don't know what he did afterwards. Um, okay. Um but yeah. You, um, what do you think of Nightmare on Street 2? Have you seen that? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember which one it is. I get confused between the. all. It's a bit of a weird one. They kind of retconned it when they did okay. this number three. Yeah, it's, right. a a, it's a bit of a funny one. Yeah, I watched them all, all of, last year. and uh, Oh,
0: really? Yeah, there's psych. Yeah. Well, if you're excluding versus Jason stuff, there's
1: five. Is there five? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: don't know. Or six, Can't remember maybe six. That. Yeah, excluding reboots and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently that guy uh, who would you say who's the Karl McLaughlin's other the other cop? What's his Michael name? Michael Nori. Yeah, so he apparently got offered to do Lethal Weapon, and it I went. I can to Mel,
1: see him in that. Yeah, that would work. It went to Mel
0: Gibson. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just weird because it is like the same kind of thing, uh, you know, yeah. cops, buddy cop stuff. Um, so Dan, like before we kind of get into it, what is this film actually about?
1: It is about a cop. Um, and he is paired with an FBI agent. Um, and initially he doesn't like that because I suppose he's kind of like treading on his toes. Mm. Um, FBI agent played by Karl McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, and pre Twin Peaks as well, you should say, right? Say Twin Peaks, yeah. Um, The the overarching kind of thing I took away from this is it's kind of basically like a long episode of the X Files, yeah, but with Carl McLaughlin as Fox Mulder instead of David Duchovny. Yeah,
0: Dale Cooper. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a mix between Fox Mulder and Dale Cooper. Like it's Mm. a bit of a proto Dale Cooper, and there's Mm. some other quite Twin Peaksy things going on in this film. Mm. Um. Yeah, I can't remember what happens at the beginning. Basically, they um, they're trying to chase probably. this. Yeah, they're, they're chasing this guy, and um, he's just ploughing through cars. They can't take him down. He's getting riddled with bullets, mm. um, and he's in the hospital. So they think this FBI agent's appeared because he's investigating this incident. Um, yeah, this
0: man who's been on,
1: he has yeah. been doing
0: this shit for like a couple of weeks or whatever.
1: And when this guy dies, it's kind of like, well, why are you hanging around? Mm. Um, but the reason that he dies is because when no one's in the room, in the hospital room, and this is, happens quite early on, and really it's the best part of the film. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> he sort of vomits. No, not vomits. That makes it yeah. sound like, like he's just a cipher.
0: It's so not actually agitating. Yeah. yeah he's just the, kind of opening
1: the, the his mouth to allow the being, the being <coughs> that entered him emerges and it's really, really cool and sick. I it's thought horrible. it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Apparently it was um, all stop motion. Um, and the guy who was the guy laying down who received it, the, you know, the older gent who goes off, um, <laughs> apparently when he watched it, in the editing room or whatever, he uh, felt so sick he had to leave the room. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's
1: so Because I mean, it looks good. like a big slug ball of snot. And yeah. it's got spidery kind of legs. Yeah. It's just really gross. And it basically slimy. looks on like a primal, yeah.
0: visceral kind of level. But it's also that thing, and I always like this, which is where they take, I always think that's the best kind of horror, which takes things that your brain is comfortable in seeing and twists it slightly. So instead yeah. of it being like, and um, what, what I mean is like the their mouths and faces. So, you know, sometimes if you like, you see a horror movie and it's like, he's a big monster and It's like, whatever, and you're like, okay, cool. But if it's like, you know, if you see like something that looks like a human figure in shape, but it's all like distorted or extended or like limbs are funny, then it fucks with you a bit more because it plays into that. It's that fear of like disability, it doesn't feel quite right. So when they're like mouths are stretching open, it's coming out and they're like, and it's all like the, you know, it's all pushing up and it's all going through their veins or whatever at one point later on. Um, it just, I don't know, it just looks fucking horrible from that
1: side of it as well. Not, not just the creature itself is what I'm saying. It's that distortion, isn't it? Makes you feel ill. Um, this bit as well, it reminded me of um, an episode of the X Files, specifically where they do a kind of flashback. I think to the twenties or thirties, maybe not yeah. that far. I mean, it was like the fifties. Anyway, they do a flashback, and like you see the young cigarette smoking man and all this. But basically, it's like the black is eight, no. It's just like spider alien thing that's living inside of someone. Oh yeah, and, and he they- kind
0: of crawls out the. It ma- kind of puts his claws out the mouth, right? And like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they're
1: doing experiments to try and graft it into somebody. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I remember that now. But that looks exactly the same, Mm. Um, except without the added goop. Anyway, this thing enters uh, this poor other guy who's in the hospital room. Mm. Um, And for then a significant portion of this movie, he is the carrier of the alien, um, Mm. which is good fun, because he's a kind of like Mm. bumbling... Just like a sort of 50 dad. to 60-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just going around looking sicker and sicker, more pallid and greasy, and really it's really good actually. Um, in his mm. crappy kind of like uh, sports jacket. Um mm. but yeah, then essentially the film is tracking this alien entity from human body to body, host to host, um, and this FBI agent that's tracking it. As we go along, he reveals more and more. It's a, a personal thing. We get a little bit more of the story. Um, and he kind of reveals, you know, it's killed his partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially then the story becomes, yeah, we've got to take this thing down before it, before it keeps jumping again. And you can only take it down when it's in between hosts. That's so it's a yeah, cool thing
0: yeah it's kind of the body keeps it safe well it's also like it becomes i guess like the tension comes from he goes into like this senator guy that wants to be president so he's now like trying to you know at first you think he's doing it for added safety because now he's got like people with guns like taking care of him and then it's like yeah and they have a little conversation at the end where it's like we could take over the world man these humans are idiots or whatever and then yeah. Danny Tr Danny's a bit with Danny Trejo's there. And He's like, Hey, I'm Danny Trejo. And then he gets shot and killed. <laughs> Shoots <laughs> him. That's bit. <like>, hey. <laughs> I always remember because with that bit as well afterwards, like, um, this is I know we just jumped to the end of the movie, but um, there's a shot where the two cops are kind of walking down a corridor and in the background you hear people like going, Hey man, let us out, man. Hey, where are you going, man? We, we're, it's a really long shot. I was thinking, why are they holding on to this so long? as so they're walking down this corridor, it's supposed to be the the hero shot. Then at the end, it's like, at the end, he's doing this background voice and someone goes, Hey, that dude's from out of space. And then it cuts. And I'm just like, such a weird, <laughs> such a weird way <laughs> to end on after they just walked down this corridor for like a good solid, like five to 10 seconds.
1: Um, yeah, sorry. That's all right. Should we, well should we go back and kind of go through some of the best scenes and bits things that we liked? Yeah. And then maybe we'll we'll discuss the kind of character reveal that occurs as well. Um, yeah, let's do it. Kind of covering the culmination.
0: Yeah, cool. Let's take a little break. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely, 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 lovely. Um. So what did you think, like, about the opening? Because I was I was like, this is quite a strong, strong opening. Um, a good old bank robbery. You see it from the security camera. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you're just watching, just basically blast people to death. And you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then he gets in his car and drives off. And then there's this chase scene, which was all right. I thought it was an all right chase scene. But what I loved is that the, there's like this big wide shot and you see him drive off. And then the cop cars come and all the people are like, yeah, they're over there. He's over there. Go over there. And then the cops go and chase him. And then they have like a car chase scene, but in like loads of shots, you can just see like loads of people just standing around looking. <laughs> it's just loads <laughs> of people in the background. So just seeing what's up. It's quite funny. <laughs> and then at one point they go back like a whole, they chase around for ages. And then there's that shot from the same angle, but now they're coming back the other way. So it's very quick, but I was like, it's the same place. So the idea is he's done the chase. He's just gone in a big circle and now he's going back past the bank. <laughs> he's just robbed. Um, uh, I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but um, yeah, that's quite funny. Um, I didn't pick up then, on any of that. I wasn't supposed uh, perceptive as you. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: no, no, it's, it's quite funny. Um, and yeah, I thought the chase scene was all right. But yeah, and then you've got your introduction to the, you know, the two two cops and they're, you know they're, they're, and there's that um, scene so I'm just kind of talking, but as I'm, as I'm talking, I'm remembering there's that scene in the office where like the two, I don't know, like manager, cops, supervisors, whatever, are, like arguing about like how great this cop is. And he's like, I need to take Burke or whatever. It's like, you can't have Burke. He's like, he's too good or whatever. Like you got, but the guy who's like saying it is the most monotonous like man ever. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've got to take Burke. He's like, yeah, you can't, you can't take Burke. He's my best cop. It's like, no, you gotta you have gotta got do it. You know, it's too bad, you know, you're gonna miss him. But come on, the other guy's great, you know. Um I need him. It's uh it's a big deal. Or whatever. He's really like it's like right. how the fuck is this guy?
1: You're not the acting part.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. And then funny enough, and then that's when um Carl McLaughlin comes in as his, you know, early Dale Cooper slash um Dougie, almost. Um, that's a Twin Peaks. It's all Twin Peaks reference. Yeah, Like, slightly, but, like, weird. Like, as if he's um, not really sure what's going on. Which makes sense I, later on down the line. But, yeah.
1: I really did get some Dougie vibes when I was watching this. I was like, it's not just referencing Twin Peaks. I feel like he's carried some stuff through to the Twin Peaks re- revival. Limited series, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I could
0: see that. Um, and yeah, he's the young FBI agent, um, coming in, in investigating the case, whatever he's taking the, but this was it. Like, I was thinking, did he overhear what was happening? And that's why he was like, I'll take, I've been told to take this cop. Or was he like, what was the lead up to this? Basically, well, it
1: doesn't matter, but like, yeah, because later on, we find out he's not who he says he is. So, yeah, we can, we can, uh, cover that in a little bit but um essentially yeah it's kind of like what how's he got how's he got away with this has he Mm -hmm. been officially assigned or is he even an fbi agent we never really find out
0: yeah they have a little bit later on where it's like there was a fire in a forest and this guy took his identity or whatever but i was gonna ask you about that because i was like don't understand what (laughs) what's happened
1: we can talk there's a few um loose ends i think in the storytelling that are interesting. So we'll, we can cover those a bit later. Fine. Um, yeah. So after that kind of initial opening, um, yeah, we get this kind of like, I don't know, action. I don't know if it's fair to call it action Mm. of this, this second guy that the aliens entered kind of going about town. Um, it's slightly comedic the things he does. And it's very comedic. Yeah. He goes I to like a record shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love the stuff in the record shop because I love any record shop in movies. I, I always look out to see like what what albums are being like promoted, what posters yeah. on the wall, and everything. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, he's like he's just randomly stealing CDs. <laughs> yeah, tapes um, isn't it? Is it it's tapes? Yeah, let's book it. And the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? And he goes over to apprehend him. He just This guy just like chokes him to death, kills him, batters him. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: takes him um. And then, yeah, like you say, he's like obsessed with this like nice car that he sees. And then we find out from uh, Karl McLaughlin's character that this is a pattern with this alien. He likes Ferraris. Kind of, yeah. But basically this alien likes sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah well this is it right
0: this is like i was like is this the deeper meaning where it's like this is the 80s excess you know and that's the kind of thing right is the 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 thing with this alien that's going around is it's just basically it's like an addiction or whatever in a sense that that it just sucks people up as in it just literally uses them until he's done with them and then he moves on to someone else like um
1: And you never right, find like, out really what is his agenda. Yeah. I he just, he's just a destructive force that yeah. likes gratification. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, that's it. And I, that's why I didn't understand. Like, I know he kind of answers it a bit later, maybe not fully, but like um, about like Karl McLaughlin's side of it. But yeah, we'll kind of come onto to that. But um, yeah, but this stuff with the old man is great. Like, yeah. But I love the way it's like, so he goes to like a car showroom. And there's like the car salesman and the like young, rich, you know, kid. And he's like, yeah, I love this car. It's great. You know, it's brilliant. Whatever. And then they go in to do coke. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And the man's well, like, I want this car. And he's like, don't fucking touch the car. He's like, I've just bought, I'm going to buy this car. I'm going in now to buy this car. Don't fucking touch it. So he sends, um, the showroom guy sends his like, um, colleague in. He's basically this massive black guy yeah. to like, you know, stop him. And he get, ends up getting killed. Um, and then yeah, the guy—it's like—it's so funny. He walks in and he's like, "Where are the keys?" Or whatever. It's like, "Give him the fucking keys." It's like, "I just bought it." It's like, "Give him the fucking keys." It's like, okay, fine. There you go. And then he just goes, "Bye," or something, and shoots them and kills him. <laughs> like, these weird little like shit one-liners. It was great. Um, yeah, all that stuff. I'm like, this is like, this is for laughs, right? This is played for laughs.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, it felt like, honestly, it felt like a David Lynch kind of humor. Some of the like awkward dark, yeah, dark, but kind of like, yeah, like a bit awkward and weird, yeah. Um, yeah, it
0: shouldn't make sense, yeah.
1: Definitely like Dougie's caricature or like those bumbling. Um, what's uh Alec Baldwin's character in Twin Peaks? A bit like that kind of character as well. Alec Baldwin, Baldwin. sorry, not Alec Baldwin. Um, think Baldwin's in Twin yeah, Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of, um, James Belushi. I don't know why I haven't mixed those two. Jim
0: all. Belushi was in Twin Peaks, James, James Belushi. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? He was Jim Belushi was dead by that point. The there um, go. having a Google, now. James, Belushi. yeah, James Belushi, James Belushi, yeah, uh, as in. Of Saturday Night Live? No. That's John Belushi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's James Belushi?
1: His brother. His other
0: brother. (laughs) (laughs) Jim and James (laughs) are one and the same. How much has he got? Oh, you mean in the new one, the Vegas guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, John Belushi's there. Everyone's probably shouting at their fucking headphones or whatever they're listening to going, that's John Belich. <laughs> John i you idiot. But I'm going to, I'm going to pretend um, I knew that and I didn't get confused and I was actually just winding Dan up. Um, do you know funny. what I mean?
1: It's like, like, kind of like two kind of older guys who are threatening but actually just bumble around yeah. and occasionally kill someone, but it's all playful laughs. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly okay. what you mean now.
0: Good, cool. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of forget how he goes. How does he die then? He goes to a strip club. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's living his right.
1: best life now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got an I alien. He finds it in him.
0: a wallet. Well, there's that great bit before he goes to strip club where like, <laughs> I can't remember, like he's in the car and someone says something or whatever. And he's like, Oh God, he's trying to find his gun to like kill them. But by the time he's got his gun out, it's like, oh, they're gone. <laughs> I just love that. Old... <laughs> like, he's like, Oh, where's that gun? So I can kill them. Um, too
1: late! Like, yeah. and then,
0: oh, so annoyed. And then looks in the wallet, yeah, and finds the strip club thing. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. And then this woman—I forget her name—but she's in uh, Babylon Five, I believe. She's one of the main characters. Is it Claudia Christian? Yes, it is. I don't recognise her, but I just saw no, her well, No, I didn't know that. Uh... Um, I was reading how, like, basically, the director wasn't impressed with her boobs, so <laughs> wow. in her outfit. That's why she walks around. She's basically got a bum out. <laughs> it's basically gone. You've got a better bum than you have boobs. Um, that's... Weird. God. And apparently, she when she um, shot the gun at one point, um, she uh, scratched her cornea or something like that. Damn um, Yeah, and so she was, um, was always hesitant in shooting guns um, from then on because of what happened. Uh, yeah. That's
1: terrible. What yeah, happened story.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I'm full of those, but yeah, he goes into the strip club and then he goes into the woman's body, basically, doesn't he? Um, yeah,
1: we don't really, we don't see it, do we? Because uh, we just yeah. see he goes into the room and she's like, "All right, hey, show's over."
0: Yeah, get out of here.
1: Shows out. Yeah, can you like do one? And he doesn't do one. <laughs> do and, one. Um, next yeah. thing you. Next thing you see is she is leaving that dressing room but it's obviously the alien she's been taken over yeah and she comes out and basically the police at this point have managed to track this guy down down. and they're waiting they're basically waiting they found the car he's crashed the car so they're all hanging around on the street but they're looking for this old guy so she comes out walks across the street um, and and it's just like basically getting in the same car again. They're all like, Hey, yeah. don't get in that
0: car. Don't get in that car. Yeah. Like, leave that car alone. But they were like trying to but know, fancy storm basically. the place. Um, yeah. And this guy, well, yeah, that's it. And then this guy's coming up and he's doing this whole, like, I love these kind of characters where it's like, do they actually exist? It's like, Hey baby, where are you going? <laughs> hey, you like cars? but well, you know, I got a car window, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, who the fuck are these? These people actually talk like that. that they exist such like a classic character, uh, like Capcom great. and all this stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> takes him, he, he goes around back with her and then he's basically having sex with her and she kills him. Though I'm not actually sure how. I'm not actually sure what she does to actually kill him. But um, but it's weird because I'm not like thinking, I was thinking, oh, is it going to be like, <laughs> it reminds me of a South Park thing. Oh, my mind's going to three different places. But like, when it's like, it cuts and you're hearing the sex noises and I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I thought it might be like, he starts to get his dick out or whatever. And then she kills him and says it's to an alien. But it's like, no, they're like in the middle of it. So he's like, you know, this alien's like, okay, cool. I'm down with this. And I'm like, okay, still going, still going, still going. (laughs) Um, Oh, now it sounds Uh. like he's kind of getting killed. Um, And it reminds me of that South Park episode where it's like the cop, Um, the cop is the prostitute. Have you seen that one? No. It's one of my favourites. He goes, it's like an Irish cop, well, he's American, but the whole thing is Irish. And he's got like a ginger tash. He's all like, you know, cop cop guy, like caricature. And he goes undercover as a prostitute. But the thing is, he always like, he always like arrests them after the act. So he's like, (laughs) so it's like going down, this guy's like, Oh (laughs) This guy's like, you know, I've never done this before. He's like, okay, buddy, you got that, $20 or something. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Here you go. He's going, okay. Okay. Let's do this. (laughs) Start sucking him off. (laughs) Whatever. The guy's like, oh, this he's like, whatever. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) freeze. (laughs) Um, It reminds me of that. Like he's, he's gone. The alien has decided to kind of like go through with it. And then I'll, I'll kill him afterwards. He Um, wants
1: to experience, um, for pleasures of life on Earth.
0: Well, as a woman, I mean, that's the thing. He's like, he starts filling up his boobs as well, which I always thought yeah.
1: was quite it's funny. A little like, like, um, <laughs> it's a bit like, it's a bit like that Wim Wenders film about uh, an angel that comes down to Earth so they can experience oh, um, experience yes. love. Oh, God, what is that called?
0: So they remade it, didn't they? It was called like Made in America or something, it wasn't that? But, no, um, something like that. I can't remember. uh city of nick, angels it's got nick cave in it a lot nick, nick cave cage seeds. well nick cage was in city of angels which is what i'm thinking is nick, the Ka- thinking, it's nick cage nick cave yes but i'm uh, yes i know but i'm saying it was city <laughs> of angels which was you're about an my angel. leg today aren't you <laughs> i'm not an angel fucking google it an angel comes down it's based on that french film um from whatever that was like and it had like Columbo in um Peter Ford. Until the end of the world and, and, Iggy, and Iggy Pop uh, Iggy Pop not Iggy Pop Iggy right. I read. I mean City of Angels was Meg Ryan I believe Nick Cage Nick Cage is an angel who's come down.
1: Okay. So set, the original has a, Nick Cave. Wings of Desire. Wings of Desire. Wings of Desire
0: has Nick Cave in, are you sure? Yes. I definitely remember... Okay, right. Wings I haven't, seen it, I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, fine. Wings
1: of Desire's got Nick Cave and the remake's got Nick Cage. There we go. Okay, that's what it is. See, so I'm not... See, you thought I was winding you up. It's
0: true, uh-huh. actually. So there you go.
1: But this um, is like a bastardization of that. They both came out the same year, actually, Wings of Desire and The Hidden. Yeah. Just, you know, coincidence. Yeah, yeah it's like an, an, an alien has come down to Earth. Because he wants to experience um, being being bombed in an alley. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's like been
0: hopping from planet to planet, like yeah. Um, just doing as much evil and
1: causing wants, Basically, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I was concerned during this scene. I don't know if you're aware. There's a small fish in the Amazon that can uh, it swims upstream.
0: Mm, yes, I do know, and it stays there, basically, spikes and whatever.
1: Yeah, so if so you I'm... if you urinate in the Amazon, it will swim the ag- against the flow of your stream. Yes. And will enter your urethra. Yes. And will lodge itself in there. So I don't know yeah. why, but I was just uh, thinking. No, you thought it might be something like that. I was thinking that alien with its horrible, long, <laughs> spidery Dental legs, yeah. it's going to bloody crawl right up his cock.
0: Yeah. Well, we should say that it's like, even though it's this creature thing, like when it was the old man, at one point he's like, he like goes in and you can see like, it's all like in his veins and stuff. And apparently, you know, when it like kind of comes out of his, blood, of his arm, like this little, like, you know, this little tentacle thing um yeah. apparently that was using some of the sound effects from the thing which i thought was quite interesting so obviously, it's the oh, really? same kind of premise and i think that's kind of the problem um i had with the film mainly that mm. i was like i like stuff like this but the thing how like well how the thing literally worked and stuff like invasion of the body snatches whatever is that there was a tension in that you weren't sure who was what and obviously there's no tension here yeah. because you know exactly no. who is taken over and it's only one person. Um and Carl yeah. McLaughlin knows just by looking, I guess, like who's got it and who hasn't. Um yeah. so there's no there's none of that actual tension. It just becomes like he's just chasing down a killer, basically. But I was like, yeah, yeah. this could be anything. Like there's no like the whole premise of it like being in a person and hidden in a person, it's actually completely pointless
1: because
0: there's, you might, it might as
1: well just be hunting anything. Um, Yeah. There's not a lot of depth to this storytelling. It it, it does become that just like chase the, chase the alien onto the next guy, then the next guy, then the next guy. There's a little bit of um, intrigue. Basically Kyle's character.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's, it. that's what I quite liked. I thought that was the kind of heart of it. Is that so? Throughout this whole thing, he's like kind of yeah, buddying up with um, the other cop. Yeah. He goes and stays with the family, and they have a little chat. But he sees like the home life and like you know the wife and the daughter, and he's getting very upset about it. And I was thinking, is that um, you know when he said, "Oh, my partner, he killed my partner" or something, like you automatically think of it as like a cop thing? When actually, does it mean like his? know, wife or equivalent thereof and like, you know, having kids and stuff. So,
1: yeah, I think that's, as it moves on, I think that was the conclusion I, I, I drew. So, yeah, initially you think he's just talking about, yeah, his partner or the FBI, but then it becomes apparent later it's his, well, his kid as well, he says. Mm. He says that he killed this thing killed his kid. And this is when you start kind of realising there's something a bit weird about him when he's um, eating dinner with them. Yeah, and he says and he's just a bit... Like, he's a bit old. Cut, and, uh, yeah. Well, to
0: the, yeah. the sky. And north.
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but there's a weird bit here where he... He goes into the, um, their daughter's bedroom while they're putting her to bed. And he sort of... They have What's a moment one? where they're both staring at each other, him and the little girl. Mm. It's like there's a, a communication passes between them mm. and then he like really weirdly and intensely he kind of says like she's a very special little girl mm. um well in of at the end
0: as well is it because if you remember right at the end, the last shot, basically spoilers, it's that he he karma he's dying basically the cop, so karmarokan gives it equivalent of his alien thing, which is basically like this. Beam of light, and the little girl, and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, "I'm yeah. I'm cool now, I'm fine." But you, th- and I think the idea is that it's still him. It's not Karl McLaughlin taking over the body. It's still him. But he's just mm-hmm. given a little bit of his strength. Um, you and, just yeah, rushed little- through
1: quite a few revelatory things there. <laughs> so the fact that yeah, Karl McLaughlin <laughs> is an alien.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I broke that. Um, yeah. Well, I think you know. I think they would have figured it out. Um, just, I mean, you kind of figure out in the first five minutes, let's be honest, but, um, the little girl, like they share like a look and I think she's like, cool. He's got a bit of alien in him. Um, yeah, but we'll come to that. Sorry. But yes.
1: Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of like little buddy, buddy thing where initially it's kind of like this guy's stepping on my toes and he's not telling me stuff. And they have a little, you know, little relationship that develops, a little friendship. And so by, yeah, by this point where basically it's entered the uh, stripper, they're kind of getting on a bit more. Um, they chase the, that stripper up to the top of the building. Yeah. Um, he produces a really weird... Yeah, it's a weird um, gun thing, isn't it? Yeah. laser, right? Alien gun. Um, fails to kill... The alien it falls off the building and goes splat on the street, and then mm-hmm. he's desperately rushing down there because obviously mm-hmm. he's like, "This is my only opportunity to kill it." Um, and they they approach the body. Some guy, the uh, one of the cops, with a sniffer dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets down to the street, he's really angry. He's like, "Who touched the body? Who moved it?" Yeah, and like, just he's drop angry. it. It's dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just there like, and he's, he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, exasperated. But and then this is where basically the guy, the cop, is like, arrest him. Because mm. he yeah. won't tell he, he not tell me what's going on. I've had enough exactly. He's one. Like, he knows what's
0: going on. Something weird's happening. Arrest him and then yeah, he takes him. This is where he takes him back to the jail. Um, and yeah, he does a bit of research. He gets his mate to do some mm-hmm. background research. This is where we find out that. He's taken another appearance, but by this point, you've kind of figured out like he's an alien um, as well. And then basically, Karl McLaughlin just tells him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of thinking um, that he probably is an FBI agent, like legitimate FBI. I I thought, yeah, he's an alien who. He he just happens to be. He's come here. Well, he's come here and he's worked his way through, the bureau, undercover, to be in this position. Yeah, I don't think it's that. No, because this, this throws that out the window because basically he's adopted the persona of some guy who's been burned in the woods.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, sure like what the actual timeline is for this thing. We yeah. know that like the first guy had been doing it for a couple of weeks, but we don't know what was happening before that.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, that's the big reveal. He lets him in. Full transparency between the two. Exactly. they're friends now now they're going to rock and roll and kick butt and finally bring this mother down yeah but what else is happening with the alien now Dan well what well, it, uh, your part? well it's, it has entered into the dog mm. didn't see that one coming did you <laughs> well, <laughs> and, it, yeah. and you said Karma Goughlin could see it but this bamboozles him yeah it does yeah I don't know why
0: he couldn't figure this one out but okay, yeah I don't think he sees so, the dog. I think the dog's around.
1: He doesn't see it. Yeah, he does not yeah. see it. That's true. So now, now the alien's in the dog. You think, wow, we, the boundaries of this film have just opened up. This could be hilarious if the dog's suddenly trying to drive an a, a sports car and
0: take a Ferrari, Coke
1: yeah. and go to a strip club. I was all up for that. I, I was like, this is yeah. going to be great.
0: <laughs> but we just <laughs> do
1: they don't explore the uh, the whole alien dog possession.
0: They don't no. They really don't no. Instead, it goes into the um, the monotonous uh, superintendent or whatever that was at the beginning that I was just taking the piss out of. Um, and yeah, I don't know what we. See. I can't remember what we see. I don't think we see much of anything, do we? Um, I can't remember. No, no it just it might knock his head or something like that. It gets knocked out. Yeah, something like that. This um, guy,
1: his name's Ed o. Ross, the actor. I was like, I really, really recognise him. He was really, f- seemed very familiar to me. But I'm looking at the films he's been in, I can't think what I've actually seen him in recently, but he's been in like Red Heat, Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon, Universal Soldier, mm-hmm. um, Dick Tracy, laser stuff from around the you know, late 80s, early 90s. Um, weird but he's another kind of quite unhealthy looking man, I think. Yeah. Again, they all look normal. Yeah. That's what I quite
0: liked about it. It's like, they're all like normal looking. I mean, one thing we should say, which I do really like about it, is that when they're, it's kind of Terminator-ish, but as in like, when they're getting shot or maimed in any way, like they just brush it off. They don't even react to it. Yeah. So like, they're getting riddled with bullets, but they don't feel it, even though Carmen Coughlin says, I feel pain or whatever later on um but these guys don't act like it and i quite like that the idea of just like they're just absorbing the bullets like it's nothing yeah um it makes me think of like when you're a video game character or something and you're like playing Call of Duty, you know just like absorbing these bullets that what must that's what it must look like <laughs> on the outside yeah. looking in um but yeah he gets into the uh the cop and then he goes to the police station and everyone's all like busy. And everyone's like, oh, I thought you had the day off. And he's like, Where's Carl McLaughlin? Basically. Um and then yeah, they start playing around with that alien gun and it blows a hole in the wall and it's all just a bit chaotic. Um yeah, I quite like this little this little bit in the prison. I thought it was quite cool.
1: Yeah. Again, it reminded me a bit of Terminator. When he goes to the uh police station. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. And you, you get like, chaos just blowing shit up in the That's always good, isn't it? Because the police station should feel like the the safe space, the stronghold. It's what's the other film, John Carpenter, uh Precinct Escape solo. from Precinct thirteen. Yeah. Assault, sorry. Escape. That's, yeah. It's always I, I like I like scenes same police stations where things get go wrong. <laughs> People get in.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. It was, And also like when it's like a, a horror film or something, it always makes me think of like Resident Evil 2, the game where like 80 to 90% of that is in a police station um, and it's supposed to be in like your safe haven. And yeah. And it's the most dangerous place you could actually
1: be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was all good. And then, yeah, at this point, then it kind of becomes like a thing about the president. Not the president, like the senator, sorry.
0: Who wants to be president.
1: Yes. Which, again, this is funny. I watched Dead Zone recently. Have you seen that?
0: Um, no, I don't think I ever have. I can see the fun, but I don't think I've ever actually watched it.
1: Yeah, that's it's like one of those like, quite iconic video box set, poster artwork. And I was no. like, I've never seen it. I need to, I need to watch that. It's a Stephen King thing. Yeah, um, isn't it with um, Christopher Walken? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, so I think I watched
0: like 20 minutes of it or something in a foreign country, in a hotel room or something like that. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on.
1: Um, Well, spoiler alert, that leads up to him making a decision about, basically he, he meets this senator who's really slimy and he can see the future of that guy and he sees that he becomes president and presses the big red button to start the nuclear winter.
0: I missed this bit. I don't remember seeing that bit.
1: No, well that's, that's kind of like the end of the film basically. So then he has to decide, he starts going the whole like, Oh, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler and all this? So yeah, he basically decides at that point, I'm going to have to kill him Mm. because it's going to destroy all of mankind. (laughs) Um, so that kind of just reminded me of this a bit where they're like except it's in the reverse i well, oh, sorry, you're
0: saying, you're saying that's what happens in Dead Zone in Dead Zone, yes, yes sorry, sorry, okay, I thought was what you're saying happened in this film no,
1: saying, no, 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 I don't remember that bit, okay, fine but we get a little bit of that kind of similar, similar plot uh, right. point, because yeah. this guy goes to kill the senator chaos in the chaos, the alien enters the senator and then we get Carl McLaughlin come in, and you're like, "How's this going to work?" Because he can't obviously, in front of all these people, it's like a, you know all the like press and those people around. You're like, he can't just. How's he going to manage this? Like with stealth, you can't just stride out in front of everyone and, and murder a man. That's exactly what he does. It's a fucking flamethrower. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that when he was getting
0: like. Says so a couple of things, right, before leading up to this point. One, the eagle eyed people out there might see that the president's or the senator's wife or whatever she is, um is the woman who now fronts all the fucking um like conjuring and Annabelle films and all this stuff, the old lady. Um not that no, what one do I mean? Not conjuring well, maybe it is conjuring, but the um oh god, yeah. what's the other ones? Uh Insidious, that was it. Insidious Uh, woman, that's what I mean, the old woman, that's her. Um, But also, like, when he's getting carried off, and, like, Karl McLaughlin's like, oh, God, and he's being protected or whatever, I was thinking, just shoot him in the fucking head. Like, (laughs) as soon as the alien starts coming out, like, people are going to, like, freak the fuck out. Um, And that's what's funny, is, like, I was thinking, what's he actually waiting for? Like, who cares? And then the next scene is him just not giving a fuck. And she's basically doing that. On a, on a bigger scale, but with a flamethrower. Awesome. That was great. Just that image of him there with a the flamethrower was just like, I was just like, that's fucking cool.
1: And he looks so straight-laced, you know, he essentially looks like Agent Cooper with this flamethrower torching a man.
0: Exactly. And also, like, he's being shot, like, multiple times whilst this is happening. Um, oh, yeah, like, of you know, course. Running through. Um, yeah, that's it. So all the security
1: agents are, are shooting him.
0: Yes, it's always a big slow-mo thing. But yeah, and then kills him. Yeah, kills him with the flamethrower. And I was just thinking, no one's shooting him whilst he's still got the flamethrower either, which I thought was quite funny. He's just standing there, they're just letting okay. him burn him. And then someone just goes, look, and the fucking creature starts coming out. And then, yeah, he's got his magic gun. He just I zaps was, it, the thing just fucking explodes.
1: I was loving this, because obviously... Like I said, I thought the best bit of this film was when we first see it coming out of the guy's mouth. So I was just like really ready to get another glimpse of this thing. So it was quite good fun when it came out and then just like, (laughs) pum.
0: Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite cool as well. Also, I wasn't really sure that Karl McLaughlin could heal himself because I was like, um, I thought like when these things get shot, they just like still die. Yeah, Um, But yeah, once this happens in the next scene, like his mate who got shot, we should say like the cop got shot a couple of times Yeah, in the chase. Well, the whole thing actually was that, um, he goes into another cop, doesn't he? Um, we missed one, yeah. we missed one transition. He goes into like one of the cops. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, and then when he, um, wakes up in the hospital, I'm like, how come Carver for fine? And the other guy's like, no one's thought, oh, he's got like 20 bullets in him. And also he's just, is he not been like arrested? For like burning a man to death, um,
1: <laughs> Senator and
0: all Nose. that exactly. Yeah, don't worry about even, even if he was a lizard person or whatever. <laughs> um, so this
1: is where, yeah, yeah, he and this is quite nicely done because it's not completely explained, but I think you know we kind of can see what's going on here. He puts himself into the dying cop. Basically, it's an act of some, well, some sacrifice, I suppose. But actually, he's not really sacrificing anything because he's presumably still himself, just in a different body. And he will continue to live on, basically, as, as this guy, for the benefit of his wife and daughter. So he's got family. I
0: mean, yeah, so let me get it straight. So there's that. So has he taken over, has Karma McLaughlin taken him over? Well, I thought, did he just give him a bit of his power so he could heal himself? Or is he actually like, I'm fully in this guy now?
1: I I think, yeah, that's literally what he said. I'm fully in this guy. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's it. I think he kind of, I presume he has the same uh, bio genetics as the alien we've seen. So, his, he's, so he's, been in, he's been in a Carl McLaughlin-shaped vessel. So what happens to Carmel Croxton's body then? Same thing that happens to Dougie's body. No, twin peaks. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not that. Because um, this is, again, like, like I said, this is like a bit like that Dougie storyline where when Cooper kind of finally comes around, do you remember there's that quite emotional scene in the, with, with the wife and kid where he's kind of like... Yeah, he's what's, the name, Naomi Watts. yeah. Because he's such a decent guy. Mm. He doesn't yeah. want them to be left with nothing. Yeah, okay. I guess. All right. But also, presumably, he knows something about this little girl. So there's something else going on here, I think, whereby he wants to stay to maybe oversee and protect this girl.
0: Yeah. I don't know, maybe it was setting up for a sequel or maybe you're reading too much into it. I think it's more just like, she knows. I think the whole thing was just to set up that look at the end of being like, she knows there's some alien shit going on.
1: But how we're does she thing. know? How
0: does she know? It's not he says like it. she's special. I don't know. It's that whole thing where it's like, oh, the kids, the kids see through the bullshit or whatever.
1: Yeah, maybe. Know. Maybe. They were setting up for a sequel. Apparently yeah. some of this is addressed in the sequel. Um, oh, there was a sequel? Yeah. Mm. Some of it apparently addressed, but I won't be watching that because it apparently is absolute garbage.
0: Mm. I might say it. i will be <laughs> up for watching it. Um, yeah, I felt like it ended a bit abruptly um, compared to the yeah. investment that we put into it. I think as well, like, I really wanted this bad guy to be like, Bad guy, like with a motive, but he's just so like nothing. He's just like, I'm just going to fuck around and consume everything until and yeah. move on. And it's like, okay, like, but can you have a bit more to you? Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's. I think the film it doesn't have for like high stakes, and like we said, it's quite linear. So it doesn't really have a ratchet up the drama um and everything just kind of is like okay a b c d e f g Bobs your uncle we get the uh we get the conclusion that we expect where he like tracks it down and kills it, and then it's just like, well, thanks, but like I said, that's kind of sometimes all you want. I was quite just like happily entertained for ninety minutes. Um, nice cozy, comfortable late eighties kind of sci fi thing. With some cool music as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was it does what it says on the tin a bit. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Um
1: I thought it had a little yeah. bit of a repo man vibe as well. Yeah. Do you like that film? Yeah, I mean again, I haven't
0: seen that. You know, I should go back and watch that really. There's yeah, no films it, I ages. should go back and rewatch. Um Yeah. So you quite liked it. I thought it was all right. It's all right. Yeah, so, yeah as you said, just one of those kind of films. Um, should we see what other people thought? Should we go to... Let's do that. let it. You- it. Yeah. Reviews. Let's go. I hate
1: it. Okay. Reviews. I've um, come to IMDb. Um, that's the best place to get all the lowdown on mm. every film ever, don't you find?
0: That's the Internet Movie Database. Yes.
1: Who are sponsoring the show?
0: Not. I wish. I wish. Um,
1: yeah. Hit me. I'm going to hit you with a three-star review. Mm. So we're not going to the bottom of the barrel. This is a a sort of middling, mediocre review. See what you think of this. Okay. Daniel Stilgard, with his review titled Long. This film is more an action film than a horror film. I want to have more horror than action in horror movies. Well, watch a fucking horror movie then, you dick. Hmm. It's too much science fiction in this film. The Hidden is not as good... as I expected is, is this the same review? Sorry, is this a different review now? This is the same review. Okay. The hidden is right. not so good, I expected to be. The atmosphere of the horror is very silly and bad. It's not fucking horror. Yeah, it's not a horror. I want to have more... I, I want to have more serious horror in horror movies. The monster in humans' bodies is very silly and ridiculous. The directing by Jack Shoulder is good. And some of the actors act very well. It would be a week two. Why have you given it three then, you cunt? Jesus. You certainly
0: aren't a fan of this guy. Yeah, it's, um... <laughs> you know, when, I, I hate it when people use words of things, like, you know, to describe things as good. They did very well. It was good. It's like a five. I went to the park and it was good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, okay, right, well, whatever. Yeah, he wanted a actual horror film, so... I mean, that's the thing, is that sometimes, like, sci-fi is always getting mixed up with horror, when it's right. like... It doesn't mean it's horror. If it's sci-fi, yeah. doesn't mean that it's horror. Like Babylon 5, that's sci-fi, doesn't mean it's horror.
1: You it's know. just weird going in expecting, you know, certain um, cliches and tropes and things. I, yeah, I don't know. Why would you go into a film with such rigid expectations? Um, Could be more open-minded with your sci-fi slash horror. Um, Should we look at a good one? A 10-star review. Wow. 10 stars. Uh, Out of what? On my all-time top 50 list. Jesus. (laughs) Hidden is an unknown gem of a movie. Well, that's true. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that I'd never heard of this.
0: Yeah. Well, if you remember, I thought it was that fucking French film from like 10, 15 years ago (laughs) called Hidden. Um, But yeah, I was very much surprised when it turned out to be this. Sorry, go on. What's what's this guy saying?
1: That it's sci-fi probably kept its popularity down, but it's one of the best sci-fi films ever. Michael Nori proves once again that he deserves Every leading man role he gets and the ever quirky Carl McGoughlin is at the top of his weird form. Highly recommended for an evening of unexpected fun. Yeah, it was
0: quite fun. I wish I'd just done more with it. I dunno. Not necessarily more as in like more scenes, just like I don't know. Yeah, I make it a bit more like um, tense. As the saying, like make it a bit like oh, who could it be? Could be anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't know. Yeah,
1: there wasn't enough drama. Mm. Um, ten out of ten. This film has it all: great direction, superb performances, and good locations. And it's from the eighties. Really, you just can't gush enough when it comes to this cult sci-fi classic. Yes, it's low budget, but at least its heart's in the right place and despite its B-movie premise, there's definitely an A-plus delivery in the proceedings. I know a few people have said this predates The X-Files, which I'll have to agree with. It does. Of course you have to agree with it. It's
0: like, that's how time
1: works. (laughs) (laughs) Carl McLaughlin obviously precurses his soon-to-be-famous Agent Cooper role in Twin Peaks and pulls it off convincingly. He handles guns with effortless cool and deadpans to great effect. And so on and so forth. Um, Watch this inferior sequel. Watch what? (laughs) He's talking about the sequel here.
0: Watch the inferior sequel. (laughs)
1: Watch this inferior sequel. Okay. uh, And watch it again and again. If only to see how the writers had loads of fun with the running joke of who what the alien would inhabit next. And trust me, when the joke gets it, you'll be falling off your chair with laughter. Oh, God.
0: Can let me ask you a question. Has anyone actually ever fallen off their chair in laughter? Not anyone Has anyone rolled on the floor laughing? (laughs) Has anyone done that? That's become a thing. This has to become a saying.
1: If you're listening and this has happened to you, let us know.
0: Kill yourself. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're you finding survive? things too funny. Play yeah. it cool.
0: At least play it a little bit cool. Get up off the floor. Stop rolling around <laughs> laughing like a little schoolgirl and man up. <laughs> Jeez. Um
1: I think this guy called- would like um like woof.
0: Yeah, I think he like woof as well. Which, for people that don't know, was a, uh, I don't know if they made it in America, but it was a British children's TV show about
1: a little boy who turned into a dog. <laughs> and back again. It's great. Can you imagine how much he'd be laughing? Laugh himself into an early grave.
0: He'd be ruffling and, yeah. And farting,
1: rolling, rolling shitting all over the his couch. pants. Exactly. Why would he be shitting his pants? Just with. Glee. (laughs) Reckless abandon. In the moment. That's what you do. Yeah. When you're laughing and you can't (laughs) control it, you just lose all all your uh, bodily functions, just go to pot.
0: I don't think I've laughed so much that I've shat myself. I think that's the equivalent of rolling on the floor. I think you're, I think people are making too much of a drama. I think people are forgetting what happens when they laugh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's basic human function. We don't need to over over egg it.
0: No. I do you
1: think? I do think shitting on the floor laughing would be better than rolling on the floor laughing? Though. Well, um, I don't know. Shitting don't know. over the shitting everywhere in yeah. in laughter.
0: Well, you don't want to. You don't want to roll after you've shat. Either oh. you want to shit on the floor laughing and then roll on the floor laughing.
1: That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah,
0: it might be very funny. Yeah. Quite disgusting.
1: Just if basically. If you see something funny, shit on the floor, ideally in the corner, and Mm. immediately go and sit back down. Yeah, Um, try that. And, you know, let's avoid this whole horrible, messy business. Yeah. Dan, this is a complete tangent
0: thing, but um, in front of me is an Indiana Jones thing. Um, Mm. And I was thinking, I was thinking, wouldn't a great porn film be called In... Diana Jones <laughs> and if that hasn't existed already
1: it should <laughs> in Diana Jones and the Raiders <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Lost Clitoris I don't know <laughs> no,
0: that's, that's been found um, <laughs> yeah The Last Crusade it's just menopause. don't know. Um, oh God. Sorry. Um, okay. Let's look for it. Someone's done it. Someone's done it somewhere. Um, I think it. We'll that's it for today. It. It's getting a bit oh. late and we've gone a bit weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Hidden. It was, a, yeah. it was a hidden gem and now it's come to light. So
1: Yeah. If you like, uh, yeah, 80s sci-fi. Nice, easy watching Buddy cop film, get a few beers, have a laugh, but not too much for a laugh. Get up off the floor.
0: Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. See ya. you for listening to oddcast movies music and gaming if you want to get in touch with us or get a movie album or game put on our list to discuss then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a podcast at gmail.com this is part of a new winter podcast network so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows you can also follow us on instagram at winter, twitter at winter, and you can head on over to our patreon page patreon.com slash anewwinter thanks for listening and see you again soon